Good morning. Today is April 4th, 2021, and we are reading from the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We're going to be studying the 11th step evening review. That is on page 85, the last two lines. Step 11 suggests prayer and meditation. And we'll be reading two paragraphs. So it's that paragraph as well as the next one, which starts when we retire at night. Um, we are going to have Marla S. will be the reader, followed by a 20-minute share by Jeff H. from Iowa. So Marla, if you could please read. Good morning, everybody. I'm Marla, a recovered compulsive eater from Iowa. Step 11. Step 11 suggests prayer and meditation. We shouldn't be shy on this matter of prayer. Better men than we are using it constantly. It works if we have the proper attitude and work at it. It would be easy to be vague about this matter, yet we believe we can make some definite and valuable suggestions. When we retire at night, we constructively review our day. Were we resentful, selfish, dishonest, or afraid? Do we owe an apology? Have we kept something to ourselves which should be discussed with another person at once? Were we kind and loving toward all? What could we have done better? Were we thinking of ourselves most of the time? Or were we thinking of what we could do for others, of what we could pack into the stream of life? But we must be careful not to drift into worry, remorse, or morbid reflection, for that would diminish our usefulness to others. After making our review, we ask God's forgiveness and inquire what corrective measures should be taken. Pass. Thank you so much, Marla. And now we're gonna have Jeff H. from Iowa talk about these paragraphs for approximately 20 minutes. Morning, Jeff. Uh, good morning, Kim. And uh, my name is Jeff Harpin. I'm a compulsive overeater and uh, honored to be asked to do this. Uh, first off, I think I, I'll, I'll just qualify just for a little bit. Uh, there's no question in my mind that I have a, that I have an addictive personality. Uh, uh, I guess my rule of thumb all my life has been anything worth doing is worth overdoing, and uh, that's led me down a couple of paths that weren't weren't so great. Uh, I'm also in another fellowship, the the granddaddy of all 12-step programs, and uh, uh, sober in that program for 34 years. So uh, my uh, always abstinence date is uh, January 15th, 2015. Uh, I, uh, I can tell you exactly when the compulsive overeating started. Uh, my last drink was on uh, uh, July 23rd, uh, 1986, and my compulsive overeating started uh, July 24th, the next day, without me even realizing it, I just switched from one addiction to another. Uh, and, uh, you know, I went uh, yo up and down, up and down, up and down, the same story that a lot of, a lot of folks have here. Uh, a lot of that time in those uh, 29 years before I got to OA, I was morbidly obese, lose weight, regain it, lose weight, regain it. I never ever thought of myself as having a disease. I just thought I was a fat slob that with no willpower. And uh, 
what happened for me was in December of 2014, uh, I was at my doctor's office and uh, my diabetes was out of control. Uh, I was taking all of the, I was taking the maximum amount of oral medication uh, that I could take. Uh, I didn't even realize I had a heart problem that was going to emerge in a couple of years. And, uh, uh, you know, I weighed 355 pounds and uh, uh, I just, you know, I just, uh, I had kind of given up and uh, something in my doctor's eyes, I, he looked at me and it is kind of like, old friend, I think you're not going to be around much longer. And we had been, uh, he'd been my doctor for well over 30 years. And, uh, and I, you know, something happened to me then I thought, well, okay, I'm gonna, I am gonna go on a diet, you know, again. Uh, the previous time I was at the doctor's office, I happened to notice on his chart that, uh, he referred to me as morbidly obese. And I had never really even thought of that term much. So I looked it up and uh, my research showed me that if you're morbidly obese, you are twice as heavy as what your ideal weight would be. Uh, and boy, that was an eye opener. So, uh, you know, I was gonna embark on a diet. Well, a miracle happened. A couple of ladies uh, that I knew in, in AA approached me after a meeting and and uh, 12 stepped me or asked me if I was interested in OA. Uh, and I, you know, I said, sure, yeah, I'll try that sometime. And uh, one lady was exceptionally persistent and no, you don't just say that, you gotta make a commitment. So I did make a commitment to go to, a, uh, to, my, to an OA meeting and that used the AA big book. And, you know, I'm an AA big book thumper and have been, you know, for many years. So I thought, well, that's great. You know, I will just use uh, OA uh, as a supplement to my diet. And uh, so I went to that meeting and the second meeting, and I really liked that meeting. And the second time I went to that, um, a lady approached me before the meeting and said, uh, uh, could I, can you stay around a few minutes afterwards? I want to talk to you. And I said, well, sure. And uh, I thought to myself, what's going to happen is uh, I'm the only guy in this meeting and she's going to tell me we'd be a little more comfortable if, you know, you would find another meeting because we're all, you know, we can't talk our women's stuff when you're around. And, you know, boy, was I ever surprised. What she actually said was, are you serious about this thing? And I said, yeah, I am. And she started 12-stepping me in the classic manner she showed me pictures uh, of herself, five foot one inches tall, 284 pounds. And that impressed me because I could show you a bunch of pictures just like that. Uh, but what really grabbed me was when she started talking about her, uh, uh, her uh, eating behaviors. And they just matched mine, you know, like going to the convenience store for milk and, uh, buying a dozen fudge bars and eating them on the way home. You know, I could, I could relate to that kind of thing. So uh, I asked her to be my sponsor and she is to this day. And I think the best sponsor west of the Mississippi River. I say that in honor of my friend Blythe, who's also in this meeting, who's the best sponsor I know of in the uh, east of the Mississippi. Uh, 
So anyway, she started taking me through the steps. And uh, one point that was made at the very start was your AA credits don't transfer. They don't count for anything. Uh, in fact, they may, you know, sometimes may inhibit your growth because you think you know things you don't know. Uh, so we began working the steps uh, from doctor's opinion all the way through in, in uh, OA. And, uh, you know, I began to lose weight. I had a food plan that I adhered to, uh, ended up uh, dropping about 140 pounds, which I've kept off for six years. Uh, and uh, as a result of that, my diabetes, I don't even take any medicine at all for that. My last day one C was 5.1. Uh, good news on the health front. So, uh, but what I found out was in retrospect that if I hadn't come into OA, you wouldn't be looking at me uh, even on the face of this earth because uh, a couple of years after that, I had a heart attack that from the damage that had already been done by the obesity. Uh, and if I hadn't lost the weight, I probably would have, you know, not, not survived. So anyway, um, I'll just tell you one more thing about uh, that early um, thing. Uh, you need a tough sponsor. You need someone that, you know, treats you with tough love. And I'll just give you one little story that illustrates that. About two or three weeks into my uh, food planning, one night I discovered that I didn't have uh, broccoli, which was on my plan. So I substituted Brussels sprouts. And um, I told her about that the next day and she said, you did what? And I said, well, I just, you know, I substituted one green veggie for another. And she said, well, is that what we agreed on? And you know, I just thought, oh my God, it's just one green for another. And she said, no, is that what we agreed on? And I finally, you know, I took her point. I said, no, that's not what we agreed on. And I won't do it again without telling you because I was supposed to report any change I made before I made it. So anyway, that's the kind of sponsorship that I think is uh, most helpful. And that's the kind of sponsorship that I try to offer. Uh, so anyway, uh, enough, about, enough about me. Uh, I wanna get into the, uh, into the big book. And I think that the 10th and the 11th step and, the, and then the 12th step are the most useful steps we have because you know it allows us to grow and in effectiveness and understanding as it says in the 10th step. Um, and one thing that I've always thought is odd uh, and I'll ask Bill Wilson someday if I ever meet him, uh, why in the big book, in every step that he introduces, uh, he only uses the word suggestion for three of the steps. And that's step 10, step 11 and step 12. Uh, why he does that, I don't know, because these are crucial steps. They're not suggested. Uh, they're suggested in the sense that if you jump out of an airplane, you know, pull the ripcord on your parachute uh, or you won't like the result. Um, so anyway, uh, step 11, page 86. Uh, let, me, let me just tell you uh, a little bit of what I do with this. Uh, I do it at night as it directs in the big book. Um, the, there's some key words in there. Uh, for instance, uh, the, 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 the sentence, it works if we have the proper attitude and work at it. So 
the proper attitude, you know, what is attitude? The, the dictionary says it's a way of uh, acting, thinking, or feeling. Uh, and if we're going to be, uh, if prayer is going to be effective, you know, we have to actually uh, make it unselfish prayer, uh, not ask for things for ourselves. When we're asking for things for ourselves, we're asking God to give us something that we may have to take away from somebody else. So, uh, and then it says, and work at it. You know, work is to expend effort. So 10, 11, and 12, there's work involved in that. And uh, uh, it goes on to say, we constructively review our day. Uh, what does constructively mean? Webster says it means to leading to improvements. So we're doing this, you know, to improve our program and to help others. Uh, at the top of page 86, when it starts with the 12 questions, the nighttime inventory, what I have done is I have changed those questions, those seven questions into uh, first person. So uh, I ask myself every night uh, those questions. Uh, and the first question is, uh, was I resentful, selfish, dishonest, or afraid? Uh, you know, that's kind of a, four, that's covered in the fourth step and it's covered in the 10th step. So, you know, if I've, if I've been doing the 10th step right, I will have done a spot check inventory during the day when those things arise and I will have dealt with them. But, you know, if you're like me, sometimes you just blow through that and uh, carry a resentment or carry a fear uh, through the day. And then you, when you ask yourself that question at night, uh, if you do identify a resentment or a fear, or I've added, you know, self-pity, uh, I know what to do. I know to go back to the 10th step. And then that 10th step takes me back to the fourth step where I analyze, I uh, indicate who I'm resentful or fearful of, uh, what's the cause, what's my part in it, and then what God would, would have me do. So, um, that is, uh, you know, that is, is, is what this is asking us to do. It's a, re, it's a recurring theme. Bill, over and over and over again, asks us, you know, to watch for resentment, fear, anger, all these things. Uh, and then the second question is, uh, do we owe an apology? Well, you know, that's steps eight and nine. If we've harmed someone, we do need to make amends. So the next question, question three is, have I kept something to myself which should be discussed with another? Uh, that sounds a lot to me like step five. I need to call my sponsor or I need to call a close friend uh, and share this stuff with them. Uh, and, the, and then the, uh, the fourth question uh, is kind of an offshoot of the 10th step, I think, as well. It, it says... Uh, was I kind and loving toward all? And uh, that doesn't just mean, uh, I don't think that just means, uh, uh, was I kind and loving toward the people that, that I met in the day? Uh, it, it, it means, was I kind and loving to people that are not so likable? Uh, and uh, that's a little harder, but, uh, you know, when we have face-to-face -face meetings, there are always going to be people that come in to check us out and they don't 
they come in at you know right at the time and they want to leave right after the meeting and if you if we possibly can we can make them as welcome as we possibly can uh with kindness and consideration and uh, uh phone calls all kinds of things like that so um um referring to my notes here again uh that fifth question what could i have done better uh and i uh ask myself some questions as a corollary to that i say i ask did i miss a chance to be helpful to someone um did i miss a chance to be of service or did i avoid a chance to be of service um did i was i welcoming you know if, if i'm on a zoom call and somebody new comes to my meeting uh you know i will put something in the chat welcoming welcoming them and uh sometimes it's amazing just that little thing will bring them back uh and uh which is good which is excellent uh, uh, and then the hardest question of all the one i i like the least is question six uh, which is uh was i thinking of myself most of the time uh, you know if i'm answering that honestly i was thinking of myself part of the time uh, but you know in my prayers and in my um, uh, actions i hope that i am also working towards being you know more of service to my fellow members uh, at least that's what i'm hoping that i can do uh, and then the question seven uh, or was I thinking of what I can do uh, to pack, uh, what I can pack into the stream of life. And, you know, in, in, in all of our uh, previous steps, you know, we're, we're thinking of others. Like, uh, I don't agree that we put ourselves first on our eighth step, any of that stuff. Uh, the old Joe and Charlie training I received said that that's not, you don't do that. Uh, your reward comes when you become a better person. But here in the 11th step is where we can jot down a few good things that we did, some accomplishments that we had during the day that we can be rightfully uh, proud of. You know, if we 12-step uh, someone, uh, if, if we made a phone call where uh, that, that really actually helped someone pull them up out of uh, whatever uh, troubles they were in, uh, that is where, you know, we can recognize that. And uh, so uh, the rest of the this reading uh, is pretty important too. It says, but I must not, I must be careful not to drift into worry, remorse or morbid reflection for that would diminish my usefulness to others. Um, so, worry you know why would uh why is worry uh, a problem uh, the dictionary defines worry as to be anxious or troubled uh if we're anxious or troubled you know chances are i mean we can get rid of that with a 10th step but you know we can't be uh our most useful if, if we're anxious and uh and worried uh it says no remorse uh I always thought of remorse of just, uh, well, you know, you're just sorry for what you did. Uh, but Webster defines remorse as a torturing sense of guilt or, uh, I can't read my own writing. 
anyway, a torturing sense of guilt. And what good would that do anyone? It certainly doesn't do us any good. And what good would it do someone else? Um, the next thing it says, we don't want to drift into morbid, morbid reflection. Uh, for that would diminish our helpfulness to others. Uh, Morbid reflection, uh, the definition, having or showing an interest in gruesome matters. <laughs> that's what it says. And that's certainly not going to be healthy. You know, I mean, it's not that we don't do that from time to time, but uh, that is not, you know, going to allow us to be of maximum service. Um, you know, our purpose is to be more effective and useful, not to beat ourselves up. This thing is not, you know, to scold ourselves. It's to, uh, it's to be constructive, constructive, you know, leading to improvements, uh, to be better and more effective people, be happier. I mean, I have never in my life been as happy as I've been uh, since I got abstinent and got in OA. I mean, I had a long journey in AA that really, you know, that really helped me. But for some reason, this program uh, rejuvenated my my step program, and I have just never been felt more useful or happy than than since I uh, got into OA. So uh, this thing not only saved my life, uh, uh, it made my life just immeasurably better and worth living. Uh, uh, you know, I have many more friends, friends that I care for deeply, friends that seem to care for me deeply. And, it, you know, it's just a marvelous, marvelous way to live. And uh, I'm looking at my timer and I think I'm just about out of time. So uh, I think I will close with that. And uh, again, Kim, thank you for letting me do this. Uh, I'm not a, I'm not a circuit speaker by any means. So uh, I hope uh, there was something in there that, that might be useful and uh, and I'll pass. Thank you.